This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Tuesday to our listeners. Welcome to episode two of the All Love No Fear podcast. Episode two. He's always doing a lot. That's just who he is. Um, so it's me, Kristen, KB. Uh, I'm here. I'm ready to do some potting with the Mark Metapoetic Bennett. The Mark. Okay. Why are we the Mark today? I don't know. I just felt like the was it was an appropriate oh, <laughs> way <okay>. to start it <laughs> okay all right that's fine you know you're feeling yourself i'm feeling myself Word. i'm feeling myself feeling my feeling my myself we're gonna get to beyonce later on in the pod yes, but uh that is that is on the docket it is on the docket correct along with queen robin rihanna fenty um as i said before card carrying member of the navy we're gonna get into all of it because they both released amazing projects this week so what do we have on the docket today, sir? So we're going to start today with the love it or lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the love it or lose it for today is current hip hop artists. And when I say current, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go too broad with everybody. I'll just say out of the top four that most people in terms of um, popularity so the top four, I guess, in popularity, I'll, I'll put in. Okay. Would be Drake, mm-hmm. J. Cole, mm-hmm. Kendrick, mm-hmm. and then Big Sean. Okay, that's. The is that a valid top trash four? Trash top four. It is a top four. Is it trash top four? <sighs> but, me th- but those are. Okay. All right. I, those okay. are the people that people talk about the most. Okay. It is not my top four. It is the top four. <laughs> right. The top four of the young of the young up and coming artists that people have a lot of respect for, both young and old. Those four would be an accurate uh, yeah. accounting of people. Correct. And um, so the question is, who would you? We'll, we'll lose first. We'll lose? lose first. So who would you say? I'm good with, and it's with them and all of their discography <sighs> and everything they've contributed. So not just them, but them and all the discography. Which one can you lose and which one can you love? You're like, all right, this person should always stay. I got to go first? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you said Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, Big Sean. Yes. Hard choice here. Really, really hard choice here. But I'm going to have to lose Drake, I think. Okay. Um, and I say Drake because I feel like early Drake was lit. Like Drake before he got a deal, mixtape Drake, lit. However, I can't say that I feel as if his 
more recent contributions have been amazing to me. Like, don't get me wrong. Drake knows how to ride a wave or create a wave before people recognize that it's about to be the wave. Um, Drake, you know, Drake is guaranteed money. You put Drake on something, it's going to sell like box office golds. That's that's Drake. I don't take away from his abilities, his artistry. I don't take away from any of that. I just feel like if I had to get rid of one of these four people's music forever, um, Drake is probably my guy. Um, that I would have to get rid of because I think I'm more of a and I'm not saying that Drake is not capable of lyricism because he is I absolutely believe that I just think that what he's put out in the last couple of years like I'm not interested I don't want it like that Scorpion album downloaded it it's a it's on the delete list um from my title because I'm just like maybe five songs on there I like and there are about 20 something songs on there and I'm just like all right and then like I just don't like his bodies of work as albums. I just don't enjoy them as a full listening experience. Like, they're skippable to me. So, yeah. I think Drake is the person, begrudgingly, I would have to let go. If it were up to me, I wouldn't let go of any of them because I enjoy them. Drake has given me a lot of bops over the years. But if I had to think about it from the perspective of listening to an album back to front um, without skipping, I can't do that with a Drake album. Yeah. For me, it's it's gonna be Drake also. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the funny thing about me is I was actually a late when it came to Drake. When Drake first came out, I was like, "Nah, get away from me." Nah, um, I was with it. I was featuring it for, I, for I know. a little minute. I was featuring that's, it. That's that's what everybody in college was doing. But uh, <laughs> I was listening to Drake. But um, I was late, and then when I was late, I went back and listened to the mixtapes, and I was like, "Okay, I see where everybody's coming from." But, and I was always trying to figure out what about Drake makes me like, I don't know. And I think my issue was with Drake has always been content. Okay. I'm, I think that everybody, when you listen to music, your, sli- your sliders are different for each person on how they judge music. Okay. And like, so you have content, you have flow, you have song composition, you have can you dance to it? Like, there's like different sliders and you count certain things higher than others. Okay, right? fair. I put content very high mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. how diverse you are mm-hmm. on how much I appreciate you as an artist. Mm-hmm. I can't see the range of content he produces mm-hmm. as different. Okay. I think that he talks about a lot of the same things and I don't see the range. I don't see him Stepping out on the ledge with certain things. You don't see. Trying, a, you don't see a four four four. No, man? no, not okay. Like it, it might be later on, but okay. right now he's kind of just like he just he doesn't talk about anything like that's hitting me. Right. Like, it's, like, like I've never like left it, left a Drake album like yo. Right, and I, like, I see how he feels about that. Like my, I have my mindset is different. I halfway feel like he's phoning it in a little bit. Like mixtape Drake was trying. Mixtape Drake was trying to lyrical miracle you to death. Um, (laughs) He was really out here giving you bars, giving you like real content and relatable content. And I think once he blew up and started getting more famous, like now he's like that guy and he knows it. And so I feel like he's just phoning in a lot of what he's putting out. And I think that's why I I can't listen to one of his albums like straight through. I just I'm not able. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, I just don't feel like he's, I think he's like, yeah, I know I'm talented. Yeah, I know, blah, 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 blah. But, like, 
maybe he's just here for the money, which is fine. I, I think my issue with Drake is my issue with Nicki Minaj. My issue with both of them is like, give me a strong 16 of bars. Just do it. <laughs> if you can't give me a strong 16 of bars, just not even all the time, just once in a while, I can't rock with Just once in a while, just be like, yo, just to let you know, right. I got this. Like, just do it once in a while and I'm cool. Like, we, we did not start this conversation <laughs> talking about Onika, but we're going to sidebar over here for a second. My problem with Onika is that Onika has never put out an album that was good to me from top to bottom. Onika has given me cute features on other people's songs. She's done um, a few, like, little, you know, things she's released there, like that Looking Boy song that she put out a couple years ago where she yeah. was, like, actually spitting bars. But it's like when Nikki comes to present, present something to the public, it's this super bass, singy, girl, I don't want to, I didn't ask for this. I don't want it. Just know. And I, I think my problem with Nicki Minaj is that I know that she is capable yeah. of rapping well. And, and but she keeps <laughs> giving me this garbage. And I'm just like, good sis. It makes you angry. I'm like, like I'm tired you, of you. I know you're talented. Right. Like, there used to be a point in time where I would hear, oh, Nicki Minaj is about to be on something. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get my life. Like, all I do is win, all I do is win remix, bodied, bodied bodied monster body jay and kanye on their own song yeah. bodied yeah so this is the Nicki minaj that i i want to see releasing music but this girl loves to give me i didn't come here for that sis that's not you're better than it i'm better than it like let's just not do it and and i get it on both of them they're probably just like what makes the most money it's fine but just like just once in a while just release like hey just letting you know i got this just do it just once in a while just do it. Yeah. But they, they don't. Or like, not even once in a while, like make an album full of that. Yeah. Like I just... But this is going to be once in a while with, with um Nicki. I think like Drake, once in a while, they'll give me something with like his battles and stuff like that. But still, I'm still worried about him with content. But like, Nicki, just give me like, once in a while, just like, yo, I'm going to take this beat right here. I'm going to rap over it. I'm just give it to y'all. <laughs> And that's it. Right. I'm just like, girl, I don't have time for the theatrics and the girl. Just I need you to rap. Like, that's what you're good at. Just rap. Just rap. Just, like, just rap. Because I remember, like, she keeps trying to make singing a thing. And I'm like, sis, like, I get that you went to performing arts high school and all that's fine. But that's, that's not what we're here for. Um, we've got the other girls for singing. We need you for the rapping. Let's just do that. Okay. Um, so who do we love um, and would keep forever? Um, of the three contestants left. My personal preference is Jermaine Lamar Cole because um, he's just he's that guy. Um, the man, you know, does everything. He produces. He writes. He has great rap skills. Um, he talks about a lot of things uh, that are just, you know, it covers a, a large span of, of topics. It's not like he's always talking about. Yeah, smoking weed or whatever. Like, he, he covers a wide range of topics. And it's like a lot of it is very personal. Um, I would say my favorite album from him is probably 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Like, yeah. I can listen to that. Like, I can listen to all Jermaine's albums, like, straight through without feeling like I need to skip. But, like, that one, I think, has gotten the most play from me um, in recent years. Uh, I just I just like what he does. I like the fact that he puts music out and goes home. He's just like, here, have this album. I'll do it like Jermaine is just like the epitome of I don't do interview like he just doesn't he's not an industry guy like he's not out there trying to be seen he's not yeah. trying to do all this stuff he's just like I'm just trying to make quality music for people y'all can have this and go on and I think my 
admiration and, and like for him grew more when we went to see him last year. Yeah. One of the littest concerts I've ever been to. Yeah. And I didn't think it would be that lit off the strength of how Jermaine carries himself. Like, he's just like, yeah, all right, guys. Um, I'm producing this stuff. I'm putting this music out. Like, he's just so nonchalant. And I think it might just, I, I might also be biased because he's an Aquarius like myself. But, um, yeah, like, he, that concert was one of the best concerts I've been to. And it wasn't, like, a whole lot. Like, it was, it was legit him in some regular schmegler degla clothes on the stage. He didn't have no... He might have had like a little like projector screen with like some stuff projected every now and again. But like it wasn't like, you know, lights, camera, action. But the show was like so I think that stripped down type of element was just so in line with who he is and authentic to his quote unquote brand. And so, yeah, I just I enjoy Jermaine. He's he's my fave. So, yeah, that's who I keep. Yeah. Um, I'll just give a round of applause for, <laughs> for Jermaine, for J. Cole, that, that, that concert that he had before was fantastic mm-hmm. but my love it is going to be sir lamar <laughs> sir kendrick lamar <laughs> sir lamar um, that's fine it's funny lamar. that they're both middle name is lamar lamar was real popular back then i guess yeah mm. so they should make an album called lamar like like how dave east and um styles p called blessed was was fly. but anyway the um the point i'm making is i don't okay i think um lamar if you're talking about all his work i think good kid mad city the pimp of butterfly and damn, I can rock with those albums all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all three albums I yeah. can rock with. Like all the J. Cole albums out there, Born Center, no, no, they're, KOD, they're, I can rock with all of them. They're good too. But like I, I think with those if I if I put those three against three of J. Cole, I would still take Kendrick for me. Okay. So. Um number one, I feel like all three albums are different albums mm-hmm. and a, it's a different range of albums. Mm-hmm. And even like I enjoy the uh the way he um good kid mad city i enjoy like his um aggression mm-hmm. <laughs> how he spit um but still talked about positive things i enjoy i've always enjoyed that mm-hmm. um to pimp a butterfly like spoke to the poet in me gotcha okay <laughs> how that spoke like and everything like that and um how he moved everything around um damn i i enjoy how that was composed mm-hmm. i enjoy like how Same. it was laid out i like there's there's a lot of things like I I enjoy him musically as make I, I enjoy him more as a song maker, mm-hmm. and um put together as a um as a lyricist and a, like I, I I enjoy that combination that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to just give honorable mention to um Big Sean mm-hmm. because we didn't mention him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Big Sean is fantastic. Like Big Sean, um. Has a lot of great albums. I just wish he would just stop with the bad albums. Right. It's like he gives <laughs> like, us like good album, bad album, good album, bad album. I'm like Sean. Yeah. Like it. He's not. He's not consistent enough. Is the only reason why like a lot of times he's not in the conversation with the other three. Right. Because he's like he doesn't have enough consistency with in terms like, of quality quality work music. Yeah. For people to be like, oh, okay, I think he's lit. But like that. What's that last album he put out? Um, but not the last one. But the, the one Boomin before or the one before that. Oh my gosh! Uh, the one before that, the good one, the good one. Yes, the good one. Yes. <laughs> that, I don't know what it's called. Um, I think I decided that's yes, the name of the album. Decided, yes. Like bumps, like the whole thing. Like yeah, I love it was fantastic. Everything on it was that. good. It was good. I think that's what kind of made me solidify as like a you know what I like I like him because I feel like before that I was kind of like he don't seem consistent so I was really um, 
indifferent towards him, but listening to um, I decided I was like, well, you know, what? he might be all right. Yeah. And like, I, I and then he then he put out an album after that, and I was like, Sean. But like people like Big Sean, Wale, like they're from like a, they're good. It's just I just. I need that. Like Wale's issue is like his personality. He complains too much. His person, like I, nobody <laughs> likes a complainer. No one likes a complainer. Like I just, I mean, I appreciate how he drags Tommy Lauren on internet and all on the internet. He called that lady everything but Tommy, and I live for it. It gives me life. However, like I just need you to stop crying, Wale. Like just stop. Like he's talented. Just be he excited. is. Just, just be. Just be talented. Right. Like stop comparing yourself to to your other friends who are more talented. There are reasons <laughs> for that. Not more talented. <laughs> They're he, not. He is very talented. I don't think it's more or less talented. I think that he just who are getting more shine. Fine. Okay. I think Whatever. he just the way he carries himself will always ruin himself. Right. It's, right. it's like, and that's why I say about um, like we talk about Nikki mm. in terms of how she carries herself is not like a superstar. Right. Joe, think, the, the Joe Budden podcast has talked about that a lot. Yeah. Like Nikki, the fact that Nikki Minaj was really out here legit going back and forth with Cardi B, who was like. Just in comparison to her, like a newbie, like I can't imagine, like if Lil Kim was still out here in these streets, like super active and was like Nicki Minaj level of famous, that she would have been entertaining a Cardi B. Lil Kim would have been like, "Who's that? What's that? I wish her the best." But to be like out here going back and forth with this girl and doing all of this, like that—that's like a Jay Z going back, going back and forth with like Lil Uzi Vert. Like what? what are you doing? What, what is he talking what about? He doing? <laughs> Unless he's offering him business advice, I don't know what. <laughs> why are you going back and going forth? Going back with and forth him? for what? what? For why? What? For what? Foolishness. So yeah, um, I agree with you um, about Big Sean. Um, I think Big Sean has if B- Big Sean continues to put out good albums, I think he'll eventually crawl up like rap aficionados lists. But you know, he got to kind of put out some consistency. The wild thing is the twenty eighty eight album was better than that Metro Woman album. I was just like, him and Janae was out here rocking. Like, I actually was like, this is kind of cute. Like, I like it. I like, there's a song on there, I can't think of what it's called, but like, his flow on the song is like insane. I'm like, what is, how does he hear that? Like, like yeah, he, like, listen, he is talented. He is. I just, I just need him to stop with the shenanigans. Just be more consistent. Yes. With, with good albums. Yes, with good albums. And we're also <laughs> never getting another 2088 album because him and Janae broke up, but whatever. Maybe they'll get back together. Maybe it's not about me. Maybe, um, you know, they can just uh, figure it out. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, on to the next. All right. Um, you want to get right into the topic or we're going to go to something else? Um, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, we can go to the topic. Okay. When it start? So today's topic, um, last week we talked about roles in marriage and all that jazz. Um, so this topic, I kind of wanted to like reel it back a little bit um, to a more fundamental thing. And our topic for today is, is marriage necessary? Is it? Yeah. Um, and um, I was thinking that as we address this conversation, um. There's, it's gonna be, there's, of course, there's two parts to it, in my opinion. Okay. One part is, um, if you are religious, uh, there's a certain answer for that. Yes. But even with that answer, it needs to, something needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not religious, there's still another answer to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you want to start or you want me to start? Take it away. All right. 
So, for instance, if you are religious, uh, I believe most religions, they um, believe that marriage should happen uh, be- before God, right? Um, basically, you're trying to make a promise to God and to your family that you will be stay committed in a relationship. Mm-hmm. The the lawyer laws, I mean, the law part, the um, the taxes part. That's just a other part of it, but it's mostly I'm making a commitment to God mm-hmm. in front of others mm-hmm. for marriage and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and however that looks, like honestly, if you've never signed a marriage certificate, but you made a promise before God. Um, with a, I guess, officiating it that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like that still qualifies. Interesting. Um, in terms of spirituality. Okay. I'm not saying like, of course, still you still need to go through it for the purpose of the state and everything. But in terms of spirituality, I feel like that is the qualification. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I learned something new about you today. I didn't didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but but like I understand why it's important. But it makes sense in theory. Yeah, I understand why it, it, it um why it makes sense. Yeah, because if um because th- there's there's benefits that come with it. Right, yeah. and and also too, it's like when people were getting married back in big, biblical times before like all of this stuff existed. I'm pretty sure that you weren't going down to a town clerk. Yeah, and signing papers and giving IDs and doing all that stuff. No, nope. so. <laughs> No. That makes there, sense. There was uh, no state ID. There was no state ID that you had to give. They didn't mail you back a certificate in a couple of weeks. Like that, none of that took place. That so yeah, yeah. Somehow you did something, and the streets knew you were married. Yeah, but um, I think the um the question is, um, is marriage necessary? If if you're not coming from a religious or spiritual background, I think it really just depends on what you agree to. <laughs> okay. I think everything to do with a relationship is being on the same page communication wise. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So I think if you both are on the same page with how you want it to run, mm-hmm. then it becomes successful in how it runs. Right. As long as you're both clear. I think the issue a lot of times is clarity. Like it doesn't work if one person's expecting mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. And the other person is like, that's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that communication has never happened. Right. Or one person just assumes that the other person is going to change. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the yeah, yeah. the breakdown happens. Yeah. Um, for me, um, co- coming from a religious background, I grew up in church. Like my whole life, that's all I know. And so it was always sort of instilled in us that like marriage was the standard so to speak and that anything else was pretty much living in sin and you know marriages for sex and for procreation and blah 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 blah. so this whole concept of like having a family it was sort of like presented in such a way like if you want to do that then getting married is the way to do that Mm -hmm. and I mean growing up I saw people who definitely had kids and weren't married and that was you know they were living um so, you know, I guess I just was like, well, I guess they're doing something different. But um, as I've gotten older, I think my feeling about it is it depends. Is marriage necessary? It depends. Um, if 
you come from a, and are practicing a religious tradition that emphasizes marriage and you feel that to be in accordance with the religion that you practice, that marriage is a step to take, then by all means, as long as both people are in agreement with taking that step as the next step, then sure. Um, I don't know if I necessarily feel that way, though, in the situation where like a couple, a old, like an older couple in their like 50s or 60s, well, I shouldn't say 50s is older, but like a couple who may have been married before and either the spouse died or they got divorced and they've met somebody, but they don't want to get married again, but they're in love, they're happy, they're living their best life. Are they wrong for not necessarily getting married again? Because I'll be honest, I don't know if, you know, God forbid Mark were to pass away or we were to like go our separate ways that I would be interested in getting married to somebody again. I I think I'd be good on that. I think it was like, I think I've got a one and done marriage policy. And um, <laughs> after that, like we can date, but like the concept of me, like getting, getting close enough to another person again to build that relationship to, to, I'm not doing all of that again. I just don't, I don't have interest. I'm sorry. I just don't want to. And I, I see a lot of like couples who are like, they were married before and either their spouse passed away or, them and their spouse divorced after being married for like 25 years. And, you know, they're human. They have attractions to people. So they're with people like long term, but they're not married. And I'm like, I don't think they necessarily have to be. If they want to, then kudos. But they've already been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Like what, they need to do that again to prove what to who. Yeah. And that, that that's why I said initially um, it's. In terms of um, religious, I understand in terms of religious mm-hmm. reasons because um, as Christians, we the goal is to be committed to that person right. and made a promise before God before right. any sexual contact or anything right. like that. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that that that's why I said like in terms of that, that's why it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. And, but so like if if you're just going to be like I'm just going to be single and I'll just be I'll just have friends and that'll be it. <laughs> Then that's fine. Right. Like you, you, that's between you and your Jesus or your God or whoever you subscribe to. Um, I do feel like it's necessary though, when it comes to like the legal ramifications of things. And I've heard people use the scripture that talks about, um, following the laws of the land where you live to sort of like support why you should get legally married. And I, I will say that, There are advantages. People say marriage is just a piece of paper. So is money. So is a birth certificate. So is an idea. It's all just a piece of paper. However, um, what I do know is that there are definitely um, legal advantages to being married. Um, You know, when um, Eric Eric Garner um, tragically passed away at the hands of NYPD a couple of years ago, rest in peace, his family sued um, the city and was awarded a settlement. You know who got that money? Eric Garner's wife. You know how long they hadn't been together, but were still on paper married? Like 10 years. He was with a whole nother woman at the time of his death. He lived with her. They were together. It was a whole, they were a whole relationship. But when all was said and done, the person who received the benefits as his wife was his wife on paper um i've heard of it happening in other situations with regular people where 
the people went their separate ways but never signed papers to officially divorce. And then it was a whole big shebang down to the family because the lady friend who had been around for a couple of years felt like she was entitled to blah, blah, blah. But his real legal wife felt like, well, I'm the wife. Kick rock, sis. And, you know, I just feel like that's an unfortunate situation to put somebody in. Um, so, I mean, if y'all are, again, like Mark said, if everybody is cool with not being married, that's fine. But like, just understand that there are there are reasons why it's advantageous to be married, like in terms of even like, you know, having access to your partner in the event that something happens to them and they're in the hospital and they're incapacitated. I could be the girlfriend for 10 years. If I'm not his wife, I can't go in there and say nothing. His mother, his father, whoever else is quote unquote next of kin can come in there and say whatever they want to say, regardless of what I think or what I, mm-hmm. I feel is the best thing to do. And so to me, marriage is, yes, it's a spiritual thing. It's all that jazz. But there are some legal, practical things that um, come along with that. And I think people sort of ignore that stuff and they don't pay attention to it until you know, it's it's too late and there's nothing that they can do about yeah. it. Um, I also feel like in the same token, we have to be careful as Christians and people in other religions in general about how we frame marriage. Because I think, I don't think everybody cut out to be married. I don't think everybody is supposed to be. I don't think God made us all to be. Because I see a lot of like, stuff that concerns me but like singles ministries in churches where it's like there's this message out there I guess that you know you just got to pray and wait on your spouse and this and that and there's a lot of focus on that and it's just like well what if God ain't meant for you to get married did you ever think about that like maybe marriage isn't the plan for you and so it's like yeah it's 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 a an encouraged part of our sort of religious idea and practice, but maybe that's not for everybody. Maybe that's not the will of God for everybody's life. And maybe that's fine. But I feel like sometimes we place a lot of value on it in a way that it's like, it runs the risk of invalidating someone's existence. If they feel like everybody around me is married, why is it not happening for me? Like, is it, and it's like it might not be necessary for you and the plan that God has for your life to be married to somebody. Because being married is it requires a lot of of um, sacrifice and attention to another person that you just might not be in a position to do based on what it is your specific life plan is. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I think um, a lot of times how. Yeah, what, what what um what you I guess what you're trying to say is like people to and they do it mostly with women. Yeah, but, it's mostly with women. It's yeah, not most, it's not most, usually mostly with women. women, but like they put um so much um emphasis on marriage is how you will be complete. Right. <laughs> and how like that's and ha- marriage is, is a wonderful thing. Oh, it's like, a beautiful I, thing. I love being married. Happily married. It's wonderful. It's fine. But it's might not be it's not be a plan for everybody mm-hmm. to to be married. Yeah. You can have friends. <laughs> you can be friendship. Right. You, you can give high fives to people. High fives? Okay. <laughs> you can do all of all, all of those things. Um, you might just be a... Uh, like, 
it might not be um, the plan. But I, I, I guess it's it's it sounds weird. But I, I guess it, the emphasis should just be on just the person <laughs> right. and trying to build up that person. And if it's God's will, it will happen. Right. But build up that person specifically as mm-hmm. an individual, not just in pre- preparation for, for marriage. marriage. Exactly. I think that's kind of what we're trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. Like build up that person as who they are right, right now, not in preparation for marriage. Right. You shouldn't be. Um, we shouldn't be like, all right, you have to act this way to become married. You have to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. It should be. Let's just build up that person as who they are. Right. And if they're ready, for, if um. God wants them to um, be married and have a spouse where where they are. There will be somebody to meet them where they are. Right. Yeah. Um. I <laughs> I was reading something today. Um. On the way to the studio. Um. About a school in Ohio, a Christian school, who um kicked out two little girls attending the school because their mother wasn't married. And she wasn't married to either of their fathers. So she was an adulteress, as they said. And I said to myself, self, this is why <laughs> we we got to do better as Christians. Um, and uh, Christians are not a monolith, let's be clear. But um, as a body of believers who generally espouses the idea that we are to show love, what kicking those two little girls out of school because their mom isn't married or isn't married to their fathers? What about that is about love? What does that have to do with anything? But it just goes to show I bring it up because it just goes to show like there's a premium placed on marriage in certain communities. And it's just like it if you're not married, the effect of it comes down on people who have nothing to do with what going on like that school is wild they're wild they should be they should be closed down because that's trash there's there's so many factors (laughs) it's so many number one what does the child have to do with that nothing nothing they have nothing to do with that nothing nothing number two you don't know if the guy was abusive right (laughs) there are several reasons (laughs) why that woman might have said you know what no thanks i don't want to marry you the child can be used to the woman (laughs) right like there's There's so many factors and it, it doesn't even have to be all that it could just be hey we don't work yeah, we don't work as as a couple. This is this is we are fundamentally incompatible. It could be that simple. I w- what I want to see is the list of men <laughs> that were that have had their children kicked out of school because of the amount of children that they've had out of wedlock. Because nobody's checking for men with the kids out of wedlock. I want to see the list of them. There is no list. Shan't find it. I want to see the list Shan't of men who were either kicked out of a job or anything because of. Their non-commitment to their spouse. I want to. I want to see where 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 is that list? Please please show it to me. And they don't have one. If you have that list, please email it to alllovenofearpcast.com <laughs> at gmail.com. Let me see that list and we'll, <sighs> let let me know. Yeah, I just it's very 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 confusing to me when things like this happen. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about, guys? What are you talking about? But like to go back to what we talked about before, like I think. People look at marriage as, you know, something that should be aspired to. And you said that, you know, people, both parties have to agree. And I think that's true because I think for some people, people look at marriage as the ultimate show showing of commitment from their partner to them. And if their partner doesn't want to get married, 
they feel like the partner doesn't really love them or isn't really committed to them. And sometimes that's true. I 100% believe that if you're dating somebody and you want to get married and they don't, pack your things and go. Get on out of there. Because a person that doesn't want to get married, nine times out of ten is not going to change their mind about that. Especially as an adult. A 30-something-year-old man that's telling you he doesn't want to get married doesn't want to get married. Yeah. He doesn't. This this actually plays into the... Um, he doesn't. Just pack the things and go, girl. Pack the things and go. This actually plays into a question that was um, given to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we we ask anybody who have questions. If you have any questions, please um, message us on social media or email us. But the question was, are you supposed to be in harmony with your significant other at all times? And when they asked that question, I was like... What does harmony mean? What does harmony mean, number one? And number two... Harmony includes work. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> includes work, time, and and spending time with your spouse for time. So the goal should be harmony. I guess mm-hmm. I'll say that. Right. But that only comes with constantly spending time. <laughs> and constantly being in communication and being in honest communication. Yeah. Because I think when you're if you're considering marriage, you need to be a hundred percent okay with telling your partner anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Not to say that you have to be rude or mean or dismissive or any of those things. Like how you, how you say it still matters. How you say it still matters a hundred percent. But you, there's a level of vulnerability and openness that you need to be able to have because a marriage where somebody's holding back is just exhausting. It's tiring for everybody involved mm-hmm. and it's not going to be functional. You need to be able to, you need to be, evolved enough as a person to express all of your emotions and feelings and thoughts to your partner um, in a way that they will receive it, of course. And your partner needs to be able to do the same thing with you. That's the only way I think that you can really achieve any type of like harmony as a couple. Because if you are, if you are running around, you're the husband and you're like, me and Kristen are doing great. We're having a fabulous time. Our marriage is going lovely. Meanwhile, I'm over here resentful of you because of something, and I've never told you that. We're not in harmony. Yeah, we're we're living in a fairy tale. Yeah, you think everything's fine. Meanwhile, I've got like a laundry list of issues because I don't feel confident enough to tell you this is what my issue is. These are my feelings. And so, how can we work on that and develop that harmony if you don't know that I even feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, um, and the question is, how do you know that it's just constant conversation and just constantly checking in? Right. How's everything going? Um, how do you feel about the relationship? How do you feel about the marriage? Like, right. asking those questions are important. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times, sometimes people are scared to ask those questions. Yeah. Because of they want to, they're worried about what the answer is going to be. But mm-hmm. if you don't ask those questions, then you're gonna be living expecting everything to be fine and it's not and it's not um one person might be like you're about to break up real soon right and, and so I'm, then when they hit you with the i want to get a divorce you're saying like what divorce who said that i didn't even know all of that could have been avoided yeah if there was some honest communication way ahead of time yeah like and like i said how you say it matters all oh, stuff matters yeah absolutely. but like just if you haven't, if there's an issue that's popping up and it needs to be addressed, it just has to, you have to have the conversation 
and need to, need to be talked about. Right. And harmony doesn't mean that you're in agreement about everything at the, nah, all the time. Because you're not. two different people. You were raised by different people, mm-hmm. raised different ways. You've had, you have different like cultural ideas and, 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 and norms that you come into a relationship with. Um, there are things that you, you might not even know that you have certain expectations about what marriage looks like and what a part, what your partner should do, what you should do, but you have them. And so those things might be different sometimes, but that doesn't, that doesn't preclude you from having a harmonious relationship, but you also have to recognize that those are things that you need to be, that need to be talked through so that everybody's on the same page. And this doesn't mean that talking through is a one-time conversation. You might have to revisit that thing a few times because you change um, a lot as you grow. And so how you might feel about something now, five years from now, you might be like, well, actually, I have a different opinion, or I I think this needs to be changed and we need to do things this way. So I think the communication always has to be open um, between the two people in order for there to be harmony. Whenever, you know, somebody's holding back what they feel and they're not being, like, honest with their partner, I think that's when confusion has an opportunity to, like, rear its head and something very you know minute that can be kind of worked out in conversation becomes a larger issue over time especially if you're holding on to it for a lengthy period of time and you're just like letting it fester because I don't believe in festering because festering well I don't know about anybody else but I know that I am I'm a creative and so um like yeah it's true and um I have the tendency if I have enough time to sit and think to create whole narratives in my mind about things that are not necessarily true. I start putting dots together that don't need to be put together. And before you know it, I've created a whole scenario that does not exist. And if you're sitting there and you're stewing with something that's bothering you for months at a time, you're creating a whole scenario and a whole set of feelings to go along with that scenario that don't exist. And so now you're when you finally are up to up to saying something or your partner is just like, OK, you wildin', what's the problem? You're pouring out all this stuff and they're just like, I don't know what all of this is. Like, what's this all about? And to me, I feel like when you hold on to stuff for a long time and then like just unload it all at once, it 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 creates a feeling of like disin, disingenuous. I don't know if that's the right word, but the the whole thing starts to look real suspicious. And you're looking like, well, like, have we been faking this whole time? Like Correct. what's like yeah. you yeah. just everything is just under question now. And it just it yeah. doesn't need to get that far. Is what I'm yeah, saying. because now if um if so, if um Kristen tells me like, oh, I've been feeling this way for like the past year and I didn't say anything. Now, I'm like thinking back the last year, I'm like, were you just upset with me this whole time? Like, right. Like. Were you just doing things out of resentment? <laughs> like right. what? What were you doing this last year? Like you, you're just holding that in, and just angry with me. And like, I'm like, how, do I even accept this gift that she gave me before? Right. Like, like how do I, how do I take in all these, all of the things that um have happened within the last year when you were upset and not telling me? Right. And I'm not, I'm not approaching it that way. Right. Yeah. So I just feel like when it comes to like. Anything, any type of relationship, not just a marriage, but like any relationship, work, friends, whatever. Honest, open, respectful communication is the key to harmony being um, established and maintained. And 
like I said before, it's something that you have to constantly work at um, maintaining because like I said, we grow, we change, we evolve. And so what might be cool this year, 2020 might not be, it might not be cool then. So, you know, constant reevaluation of, of those things. And I think when you have those constant conversations and, and spend that quality time with your partner, you can kind of see when shifts are starting to happen. And I think when you do notice stuff like that, you kind of need to be proactive and not wait till the proverbial ish hits the fan to be like, oh, what's going on? Like if your partner seems like off or like they're just distant or whatever the case is, that's the time to be like, hey, we need to do a check in. What's going on? Because you just don't you don't want the situation to brew longer than it needs to. And then you end up having wild arguments and saying stuff that nobody needed to say. And now you got to backpedal from that. And, you know, not everybody is a forgiven and forget kind of person. So in the midst of an argument, if you said something super wild, that's now stuck in the back of your partner's mind Mm -hmm. for a long time. And so everything you say going forward is now colored by that thing or the fact that you didn't bring up that you had this problem how many ever months ago. So it's just just talk to each other. That that's that's the bottom line. Just talk to each other and be honest if if you want harmony to be a consistent facet of your relationship. That's that's my take on the matter. Yeah. It's my take. Word. 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 Do you have any more comments on marriage? Um and if it's necessary um anything else you want to add to the to the convo? Um no, I think we uh we kind of hit all the points, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah. Bottom line, if you want to be married, be married. If you don't, then don't. Um, just just make sure you're on the same page. Just be on the same page. Don't. don't. And, and before we close out this topic, let me just say, do not, under any circumstances, ladies, give any man an ultimatum. If you don't put a ring on it, I'm out. There is nothing wrong with giving clear clear timelines about what your expectations are. There's nothing wrong with that and saying, look, we're dating. Um, I would like to in three or four years or whatever you decide, be engaged and on the path to marriage. There's nothing wrong with articulating that because you're just as much a part of the relationship as the other person. And so your feelings and wants and desires matter just as much. However, if you've been with somebody, you know, five, six, seven years, you're watching all your friends around you get engaged and get married and blah, 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 blah. And then you give somebody an ultimatum. If you don't put a ring on it in a year, I'm out. Be prepared to A, stand by that, and B, recognize how far gone you are as a person that you are essentially strong-arming another person into marrying you. If that's where you are, you got to evaluate what's happening in your life. Because you should not be having to do that to get marriage from someone. If they have not done it on their own after a certain period of time that you think is acceptable. And I'm not saying after a year or two years. I I personally, you know, kudos to the people who get married like super fast. That wasn't for me. But it might be for you. That's your business. However, if you know in your mind, you know, and here's the thing, too. A lot of times there are red flags and things we notice that make it clear to us that a particular person is not for us in terms of marriage, but we keep trying to make fetch happen. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes you just got to not make fetch happen. You just got to recognize it's not going to happen. Yeah. And and backpedal away from that because what if you strong arm this person into marrying you and then they then they marry you and then you have like the the crappiest marriage and y'all wrapped up in like two three years for what just to say that you were married girl in the time that you spent strong arming that man and doing all of this you could have met a whole nother dude and married him and that was actually a good situation for you so you know and also to the guys don't let anybody strong arm you into marrying them if you don't want to marry that person don't but you should also stop wasting the person's time and giving them hope that that's something that you want because if it's not and you know that that's not a person you see yourself marrying like just time is short jesus is coming back one day we don't have time to be sitting out here playing games if that is not what you want with that person wrap it up end it like what, be, what, be by yourself. And I'll say on both sides, too, because I've, I've heard of instances where a guy would try to strong arm a woman into getting married also. Don't do it, girl. Yeah, just look, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> That's all don't I'm saying. Don't do it. Don't be just proposing don't do to that girl knowing she's not about that life. And then she's like, mm, now you're looking crazy on the social media. Just don't do it. Have honest conversations. Be upfront. Be clear about what you want. And if you two don't, like, this is another topic we'll talk about, but, like, Sometimes just not being on the same page about certain things that are fundamentals from you is enough to break up. Yeah. It absolutely is. They don't got to be beating you. They don't got to be cheating. They don't got to be none of that. You just aren't on the same page about these fundamentals, i.e. marriage. And so you break up. Just break up. Yeah. It's fine. Like you have, to, you have to know what's important to you mm-hmm. and what, what things you will not move on. And you only know that from knowing yourself. Like this is something I'm not moving on. If they are not moving on that either, then it's not going to work out because they're not moving on this one issue. Right. And that doesn't mean that you don't love them, you don't care about them, but it's just like you don't have the time to sit and, and dilly-dally when you when you already very clearly see that it's just not this, working. Yeah, this one thing that's important to you is not happening. Right. And there's you can decide for yourself, you know, in your own mind, I'm going to give it this much time, whatever the case is. But it's like once you set that up, you have to honor that and say, you know what? I love you. You're cool. I wish things could be different. But for the sake of of me being happy and whatever the case may be, I have to move on because you staying in that situation. It only creates resentment. Um, The harmony that you may have once had is now tarnished because you feel some type of way that this person doesn't want to move forward marriage the way that you do and whatever the case may be and you know I think we all run the risk of holding on to something for too long and then because we're not moving when we're supposed to it goes down in flames and that's that on that y'all can't ever be friends or nothing Word. so just don't don't do that just just put on your big girl panties and your big boy drawers and just make some adult decisions yep figure it out figure it out all right all right Let's keep it moving keep it moving keep it moving keep it moving hey right. hey keep it so moving. Hey, hey. next um do you want to go into your your yance yeah 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 so um as you all know um the good sis beyonce giselle knows carter um performed at coachella in 2018 did two weekends it was a homecoming themed situation so she had uh the marching band and the girls that dance whose names like the majorettes um and she had you know the stepping and the this and the that it was very hbcu um real jazzy um little did we know um that she was working with netflix to put out a documentary um that 
uh, chronicled her making this uh, Coachella appearance and uh, what her motivations were, et cetera, et cetera. So I watched the documentary, all two hours and 17 minutes of it on Netflix. Um, commitment, commitment, commitment. Um, so what I will say is this. Anything regarding the Carters, if you're watching for tea, you're not getting any. <laughs> if so, if that's what you came for, just be just understand they're not giving you tea. The most tea we got out of the documentary is that Beyonce had to have an emergency C-section because one of the babies was having issues um, in labor. That's the most tea we got out of that. And I was like, oh, but her babies are adorable. Um, I don't know if. Or why people were surprised by Beyonce's work ethic. If you've ever been to one of her concerts, you can tell that that is a well-run machine. Yeah. Um, and that everything is rehearsed to the max. I'm not a Beehive member by any stretch of the imagination. But I'll tell you this. That sis can get my money for a concert because she entertains and she does it well. Um, so in the documentary, she talked about how she did the vocals. Just the vocals alone for the concert for four months. Just rehearsing vocals with her, the band, the background singers, the sound people. Four months. Mm -hmm. Four months. Mm -hmm. 120 days. Yep. Rehearsing just vocals. Yep. Then turned around and did another four months. Yep. Rehearsing how the show was going to go from scene to scene, the dancing and all that jazz. Eight months this girl took to put on a show that she did in two weekends. A two-hour show that she did in two weekends. Eight months worth of work for essentially four hours of show. Yep. If y'all don't understand why y'all faves could never sometimes, that's it. Mm -hmm. Because that girl right there puts in the work, okay? And when I tell you her show, like, there was a scene where she was, like, rehearsing and she was having, like, one of her meetings afterwards. And she was like, guys, um, this ain't it. We're halfway there. And we've got time to go. And from what I saw, I was like, oh, this looks amazing. This looks great. And she was like, nah, this ain't it, guys. This ain't it. I was like, she could have gave me a show with what I saw in the rehearsal and I'd have been fine. She was like, this isn't it. I don't want it. Let's let's do better. Mm -hmm. And she was like very serious about that. She had like a, a white three ring binder. Thick. Okay. Thick. And it had tabs. And oh, my God, it looked very organized. She's She's like a perfectionist about her show. And I just love the fact that. She was so intentional about everything she did with it. I love the fact that she brought in dancers and band members and stuff like that who were from HBCUs who could bring that like authentic um, experience of HBCU homecoming to the performance. Because, you know, Beyonce didn't go to college. She mentioned that she did um, attend um, homecomings when she was like, I guess, still a youngster living in Houston or whatever. But like she didn't go to an HBCU. So she doesn't have the same experience as someone who went to a Hampton or a Morehouse or whatever. So she brought people there um, from FAMU and other um, HBCUs to participate in the experience. And so it was just beautiful to see that. It was beautiful to see so many like talented black people. Let me tell you something. Them dancers, kudos. <laughs> because those girls was up there dancing for two hours it was one scene where they took like a little break in the dance and they were like sort of like laying on each other in a formation and you could see how hard they were breathing I was like my god them girls are dancing for their lives they earned mm -hmm. whatever whatever coin they received from Miss Noah's Carter was earned okay earned That that's why like I never um, understand when sometimes like um, 
people always be like one on the internet. People always want to support Beyonce, but they don't support the artists and their local artists. I was like, do your local artists work as hard as Beyonce? <laughs> like, do they, though? I, I don't think they do. Like, don't like, get me some, wrong. Some might. Yeah. Some might work really hard. And don't get me wrong. Beyonce but, but, has a plethora of resources at her disposal because of who she is. Correct. But because of those resources, the show is going to look different. Right. I'm not saying don't support them, of course. Support right. your local artists. Till they get to Beyonce. Yeah. But, like, don't bash people for wanting to go to a Beyonce show because of what they... um. What Beyonce brings right. <laughs> to her show, she brings right. she brings production, she brings dancers, she brings she brings a lot of things that you might not be able to get from your um, local show. So don't don't try to tear down <laughs> Beyonce. Like like I understand tearing down the people who don't work hard mm-hmm. and become a celebrity, right? But don't tear down the people who like who work for where they are, right? Like this girl, <laughs> like Beyonce is a person who could at this point phone phone it in. She yeah. has done enough. That if all she ever did from now on was put out a bunch of phone it in albums, she's entitled. She's yeah. been out here in these streets for twenty years. Yeah. Like publicly. We we and we saw the documentaries of when they was kids and Matthew Knowles had them running on treadmills and singing at the same time. So we know the girl works. So it, at this point, if she wants to phone in some albums, cool. I don't I don't have anything further to say. You don't have to give me you don't have to give me anything further. Um the documentary was like long. But, yeah, it was a little longer than I would have liked. I, maybe it was because I was trying to watch it after midnight, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I was like, when is this going to end, guys? Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought it was really great to see, like, the behind the scenes. And I, I like that it showed that Beyonce is regular. Because when you see her up there doing that choreography, you'd be like, Beyonce learns choreo fast. No, she's slow like the rest of us. There was one scene where the guy was trying to teach her something. And she was like, it's like this. And you can see the confusion on her face. And I could relate to it because it's like when, it's, when somebody's trying to teach me a dance, I'd just be like, I get what you're trying to do, but I don't feel like my body is doing it the right way. So, like, <laughs> I need help. I need I need help. But, like, I appreciated the fact that she, like, never stopped. Like, she kept going. She was like, I might be doing this wrong, but I'm going to keep doing it. You're going to have to show me. That's, that's why you're here. Um, the other thing that people kept talking about with the documentary is how she pretty much, like, she had got invited to Coachella in 2017, but then found out she was pregnant with the twins. And so she had to... Um, decline and come back so basically she started preparing for this concert like i want to say like two three months after she had those babies and she was heavier obviously because she just had had some children twins twins at that and so she was like you know i had to get my body ready so she was like i had no bread no sugar no dairy no meat no fish i was like so what you eating sis because hopes and dreams clearly clearly <laughs> hopes and one of the clips dreams. she was like guys i'm i'm hungry i'm hungry <laughs> and i said i feel you because you're not eating nothing she said no sugar so it was like in one of the scenes she was eating an apple so i'm like what is she eating fruits and vegetables is she on a daniel fast like what's going on yeah, she was she was definitely daniel fast. it sounded like she was on a daniel fast and then i saw people on social media talking about i'm inspired i'm not beyonce <laughs> keep all that right there kudos to she looked amazing she lost the weight there was a scene where she showed um jay-z um an outfit like one of her costumes that she was able to fit back into and i was like good for you sis but what you talking about with the no bread you already lost me at no bread the minute i heard no bread i was like well that's that on that yonce because <laughs> i likes the bread no bread no no bread Whew. but you know that's a that's a level of commitment right there but she did say 
Oops. She did say she would never do that to herself again. She was like, I definitely pushed my body way too hard. I was doing, I did a little bit much Mm -hmm. um, to get ready for this. She's like, I'll never do that again. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, kudos to her for her um, commitment to giving you all a show. And she gave a show. Um, my coworker was actually um, at the Coachella show. Shout out to Gabby. She was actually at Coachella and she got her life because she is Beehive member. Like she is the president of the club of the Beehive people. And she was like, oh my God, like I was there at the concert, but like the documentary was just like so amazing. I'm inspired. She's ready to start her Beyonce diet. That's I'm here to support her as a friend. I'm not doing it with her though. So that's that <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, check out the documentary. Um, the album is lit. Um, the lift every voice and sing like it gave me life in the documentary. And when I watched the actual streaming of the Coachella concert, I was like, "We should come on here and be black." And then she gave us the um, Frankie Beverly and Mays remix before I let go, and uh, it's lit. I needed at the summer barbecues. Um, I was just on somebody's Instagram, and they had like trap karaoke this weekend in the city. And Beyonce's version of Before I, I Let Go came on. The place went up. So I think she's established it as a classic. And I'm not going to lie. When I first heard that she did a remake of Before I Let Go, I was like, because <sighs> we know last time somebody did a remake of one of our, our um, black classics, speaking to you, Taylor Swift, when she redid that September, we was like, girl, we didn't ask for this. You can actually leave this alone. Let's pretend it never happened. But I still feel like a way that she did it. I'm moving past that, though. Moving past that. Um, but Beyonce did give me a good bit of life with the Before I Let Go. It's a bop. Yeah. I'm with it. I need it to be remixed into the original Frankie Beverly. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be nice if, like, Frankie Beverly and Maze did, like, one of those jazz festivals and they brought Beyonce down and did the, like, remix version? Oh, my God. I would die. Die. Die! Um, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that um, Beyonce has been, like, getting away from, like, the whole pop um yeah, she I really, guess, she really has. did everything mm-hmm. so very intentionally. Made, because, like, I understand, like, when you said you were nervous at first, because you remember, like, for a while, Beyonce was on the pop thing, and you're like, I don't want a pop version of. Yeah, I'm not here for that. I, I didn't go. want that. Mm-mm. But like, she um recently and like within like the last few years, she's been getting kind of away from the whole pop. She's like, I'm black, I'm black, so and I'm black and I'm black and I'm black, y'all. That's fine. That's not what she said. She she didn't say that. It was implied. Okay. I read between the lines. That's cool. Um, But yeah, like, I think that, um, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, yeah, that. That. Um, (laughs) um, In the documentary, um, Things I Imagined, a.k.a. Solange, came out and did um, a dance with her. She danced with her for the um, Swizzle It, Touch Your Heels, Touch Your Toes, Naomi Campbell, Walk, whatever that song is, I can't think of it. But she came out and danced with her. It was super cute. I was just like, yay. Go Solange, it's your birthday. We gonna party like it's your birthday. I'm gonna let go of the fact that the album wasn't good at some point, but I'm today. like, really, you still bring it back up? Yeah, cause like immediately when I saw her come out, I was like, oh yeah, good. All right, Solange. Um, and then I live for when she brings out Kelly and Michelle. I live. It gives me life. I love her little Destiny's Child reunions. They need to get together and do a reunion. Real talk. Like, just give me, give me a concert. I don't even need a new album. I don't care. Just do your own music. Just give me a concert. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the vibe she's on right now. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm actually going to go right into that because you're talking about HBCUs into this nonsense oh from Howard University. So I spoke about last time I went to HBCU, and what I said was true. 
HBCUs, we have healthy competition between us. We talk about the real HU. We talk about other HBCUs and everything like that. But anybody who comes for any of the HBCUs, we come together like, hey, back up. (laughs) Don't come for us. (laughs) We didn't send for you. Exactly. So this is kind of like um, what was said. D.C., so they have to work within D.C. If they don't want to be within D.C., then move the campus. I think we need to work. This dude, (laughs) this this gentrifier of D.C. just told people that they need to move the whole campus. In response to what? In response to, oh, let's let's get some context. Let's Mm -hmm. do that. So what happened was people decide to come and walk their dogs on Howard University campus. Howard uh, University is a real college. It's it's real. Mm-hmm. It's a real college. Mm-hmm. So they decide to... There's there's dog parks around the area that they can go to. But instead of doing that, they decide to come walk themselves onto the campus. It's not like a New York City campus where it's like on the street. No, it's the actual campus. You go through gates mm-hmm. <laughs> to get through it. So they walk through the gates with their dog to walk in the grass of the HBCU campus and, like, they had the dogs just running around freely. Pooping everywhere. Pooping on the grass. And people were like, hey, don't you want to, like, not do that? There's dog parks you can go to. We so, are. This is a campus. Yes. Get out of here, son. <laughs> Pretty much. And this dude decided to say, maybe y'all should move the campus. To which I said, Howard University has been there since the year of our Lord, 1867. It is 2000 and what? 2019. You just got here, sir. Yeah. You just got here. What, what, what? Huh? What are you talking about? Move it, move it where, sir? Yeah, I don't. I don't have time. Please display your urban planning degree that would give me um, plans and layouts and infrastructure things to help me figure out where you would exactly hope to move the Howard University campus to for you and your dog. Yeah. By the way, not for any like real reason, environmental concern. No, because you want some place to walk your dog. So we should move the campus. So the clip that Mark played, he basically said that um, on when being interviewed. Then he backpedaled and said, and I'm going to read exactly what he wrote. I was going to say, you got it. <laughs> uh, Sean Grubbs Robichaud is the gentleman's name. Um, wanted to apologize when I misspoke on Fox 5 News about dog walking. They did not inform what the interview was about. Walking the dog on the yard of HMU. We're going to come back to that in a second. I believed it was about walking your dog in the neighborhood. I have been a neighbor of HMU for 15 years and believe we should all get along and respect each other as neighbors and a community. But my words got twisted. And again, I am very sorry. Let's start. What is HMU? Howard people, bison, holla at me. Do y'all have another initially y'all name? Because in all the years that I've known of you, I've always heard of Howard University. I don't know what the M stands for. So if one of you could just clarify for me what that is, great. Yeah, I'm trying to like Google it. I'm like, maybe maybe y'all got something that I don't know about. No, I've never I've never in any of their published materials or their website anywhere seen an HMU. Second of all. You're claiming that you've been in the community for 15 years and A, you're using the wrong name of the college and B, you're arguing that the college should move after you've seen it there for 15 years so you can walk your dog? Really? Now you're backpedaling talking about you didn't know what the interview was about? But you said campus. You tell me for your judge. What, what campus you thought you were talking about? What campus did you did you assume? 
<sighs> Stop lying. <laughs> Stop lying. You said what you said. Stand by it. Don't backpedal now, baby. That's what you said. You said what you said. My words got twisted. And again, I'm very sorry. No, are you mad? Because the people came at you and was like, not today, sir. Not today. You can get out the neighborhood, but the, the Howard University shan't. You could go, though. Like, I just don't. The, the audacity to think that an institution of higher learning should move so you, gentrifier, can walk your dog on their campus. Who are you and your dog to come and disrupt the sacred space that is Howard University and disrupt its student body and what they've got going on. Who do you who do you think you are? The caucasity of you. Yeah, I'm looking at um the comments from some of my Howard friends Child. and they don't know what HMU is either. Nobody seems they're, to know. They're good they're quite confused. It's a mystery. <laughs> Someone was like, is that Howard Memorial University? I was like, what? Where, what is where that? Is that? Where, Who said that? What, what, what university is this? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. That's how you know like some people just are legitimately just entitled and out of touch with reality. Like what? What? I just I am flabbergasted at this. At the note like when I first heard that he said they should move to campus, I was like, y'all lying. That man didn't say that. But then I heard the recording. And I was like, oh, she, he sure did say that. That is in fact what he said. And I just I just need need people to do better like just just stop yeah good idea just get get to stepping sir go find something to do go walk your dog at the four city parks that students have said is around that school where you can walk your dog and for, first of all how you even get on the campus i've been to where i went to a residential college and i just i don't know if people could just walk on there with a dog like when i read this story i was like thinking back to my college experience i didn't go to hbcu but i'm like it's a campus with like dorms and like a student center and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't remember ever seeing dogs on campus. Yeah, people don't just walk their dogs on campus. People that's don't not, just do that. Like students aren't allowed to have dogs. So I'm just like, I was really trying to think like in the time that I was at that school, did I ever see a dog? Like maybe during homecoming where like somebody's family brought like the whole family and brought the family dog. But I'm like. It, that is trash. But I also understand that makes more sense than like. Like just a random person walking off the street. I went to Hofstra. Like to imagine that some random is just going to walk off of Hempstead Turnpike with their dog is like nuts to me. Like do you feel as if like, oh, this is a big yawn. This is a big, big lawn. Let me right. just Let me just come and bring my dog over. No, it's, it's not yours. Like why, like, <laughs> why do you feel like you can just walk onto a campus of a college you don't even go to for no valid reason than to walk your dog? Like, I don't know if it's because I'm black that I just think differently about being in spaces that I'm supposed to or not supposed to be in. <laughs> but like it has never occurred to me to walk onto a college campus that I have no business being at for anything. Because, like, because it's creepy. Because it's weird. <laughs> it's like, a creepy thing to do. I live like maybe 15 minutes from the college I graduated from. And you know when I go there when I have a reason to. It is creepy to just walk to on just, campus with other college students right, and just like, be there. As, especially as a grown man. Right, like I am a whole, woman, I'm one. a whole adult. I don't work at that college. What am I doing there? Like I work for a, I work for a system of colleges, and I don't just be going to different ones just for the fun of it. If I go, it's because I have a reason to be there. So just the concept that you feel like you can walk onto a whole institution's physical space to walk your dog and and get mad when somebody's like, "Hey, sir, can't really do that here," and suggest that they move is just mind boggling. I don't even understand. I, I don't even know where to begin. But you, sir, are wildin'. Yeah. And I hope they continue to roast you till the end of time. Yep. Because you're trash. You've got some damn nerve. Word.
Um, what we got next on the docket? Next on the docket. Um, so Rihanna, the good sis Robin Rihanna Fenty, my Bajan sister, she and Donald Glover put out um a little short movie on Amazon Prime called Guava Island. Um, it's really really cute. It's such a like nice story it's well told it's easy to follow the visuals are amazing like it's so colorful uh, i'm sure there's some african spirituality stuff in there that i'm not quite <laughs> no like i don't know anything about it but like i've seen people like dress like that before and i know that they have certain practices and stuff like that so i see that there are elements of that because they filmed it in cuba but it's like so so cute so beautiful um donald glover and um Rihanna just they do a great job like acting um because I don't know you know I've seen seeing Rihanna in movies like I, I I she's done a few but like not like a whole lot or at least not one where she was like a main the main main person but like I think she did a great job um acting like she looked beautiful she's flawless um she was giving us no makeup the whole time, but she's she's a baddie, so we all know how that goes. Um, Donald Glover definitely he likes to dance around the stage and be active. I don't know why Donald isn't interested in wearing shirts. Um, that is, he he has not worn a shirt for two years. He spent the majority of that movie with his chest <laughs> visible to me. Like he has not worn a shirt for two years. I don't I'm, think there was any point. I'm the, convinced. And the movie is like only like f- it's like fifty four minutes maybe, and I don't think for any of those fifty four minutes Donald had a shirt on. Yeah, I'm, like that was closed. I'm pretty convinced that he has not worn a shirt in a long time. Or pants that were long. So it was just a lot of Donald's like body exposed to me. And I'm just like, I don't know. He did a lot of dancing. He kind of reenacted. Um, sorry if this is a spoiler. He reenacted um, This Is America in one of the scenes. And he did the whole routine and whatnot. Um, and, you know, in This Is America video, he wasn't wearing a shirt. So pretty much it's just like him with an open shirt. And it's just like a lot of a lot of movement. Um, <laughs> I thought the movie was really cute. My one gripe with um, movies that portray Islanders is when none of the Islanders' accents are the same. Um, Rihanna's from Barbados, so her Bayesian accent was there. But then everybody else sounded different. Um, I didn't know what country they were supposed to be from. I didn't know where Guava Island was supposed to be um, in terms of, like, dialect. Because, like, Donald had an affected accent. Um, the guy who, um, oh, my goodness, he was in Game of Thrones, like, in, like, season three when... Daenerys went to that city looking for the um the city that was supposed to be rich. I can't think of what it's called, but the black guy that was in Game of Thrones. If you watch it, you know. The big, bald black guy. He was a character in there, but I don't know what accent he was supposed to have. So it was a little distracting to me as an islander because I hate when they do like stuff like that and the accents are all over the place. It distracts me a lot. Yeah, but there's, there's, um, a, there's a very distinct um, difference between yeah. Bayesian, Jamaican, Trinidadian, very Guyanese. Yeah, all that. So, but like overall, I thought it was really nice. It was an easy watch. Um, I I encourage everybody to check it out and support my sis Rihanna. It was beautiful. I loved it. I would definitely watch it again. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's like just really, it's it's very much a musical, um, but not like in a to Justin with Kelly. If you watch American Idol season one, you know that was a trash musical. It's not trash like that. It's actually like really good and like visually just gorgeous. Like all the shots, like it's just beautiful. I love everything about it. Um, check it out. Um, support the good sis, Robin Rihanna Fenty. She's also out here selling you girls makeup and um, lingerie. She won't give you music. Um, we're just going to have to deal because that's what the queen wants to do. So check that out. Speaking of music. 
Melissa Misdemeanor, Misdemeanor Elliot, also known as Missy Elliot, is releasing some music according to the internet. And I can't wait. I'm ready. Can't wait. Because Misdemeanor got hits. Okay? She got hits. She got vibes. She got vibes. She got hits. What was that last song she put out? Um, Better? Like, yeah. y'all was sleeping on that song, but that is a vibe. It's a whole she, vibe. She writes songs for the purpose of dancing. Right. Specifically for right. dancing. Right. Like, you might like the song, but if you're a dancer, you really like the song. Oh, yeah. Her songs are definitely <laughs> dance. And if you're, like, into, um, what's that thing called? Um, animating? My dancer people know what that means. Yeah. Missy Elliott songs are good for, good for that. Animating is basically, like, what Lay's Twins do. Um, if people don't know what I mean when I say that, like basically the way they dance and do all the isolations and stuff like that, that's animating. So Missy Elliott is good for um, music that'll get you to that. Um, I'm wondering when, if they gave a date about when she's supposed to be releasing this album. Um, but I'm ready. Whenever she's ready to drop it, my title subscription is paid up. I am ready to download and get my life. Let's go. I'm is ready. Um... I'm trying to see if she said when she was going to release it. She didn't say, um, but she's great. She was the first rapper to be um, woman rapper to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame earlier this year. So I am just excited to see what she does. She gave me life when she came out with Katy Perry at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Like I remember watching that Super Bowl. This was pre NFL boycott, by the way. And um, she came out, and I literally was in the house and I screamed like out loud. I was like, I'm sure I scared the people. But, like, Katy Perry and Missy Elliott don't go together to me at all. So when I heard, dun, 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 I said, no. Ain't no way. And then I saw Missy Elliott come out the stage and I lost it. And I got my life for, like, the five-minute performance that she gave. And so I've been, like, anxiously awaiting an album from her ever since. And now she's telling me she's putting it out. So I am thrilled. Word. I can't wait. I'm going to get my life and I'm probably going to come back here and talk about it later. Um... Next on the agenda, um, before I let Mark uh, jump into this, I just want you all to know that my husband is a stan for um, Sean J.Z. Carter. Um, huge stan. Um, didn't know that he was such a stan until I went to the Beyonce concert, um, the Formation tour, two, three years ago. I guess it was three years ago. It was 2016. And um, this is when Drunken Love was like out. And Jay-Z came out to do his part for Drunken Love. And I look to my right, and my husband knows the whole part for Drunken Love that Jay-Z's rapping. I don't think I've ever been in the room where you have listened to that song where I've listened to it at the same time. <laughs> so I was truly confused. I was like, how does he know if I do say it's the, if I do say so myself, going hard. I was just like, oh, well, well, all right, I guess, uh, I guess that's, that's you, uh, you're really feeling that. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Um, if you've ever ridden in a car with him before and he puts on a Jay-Z album, he about to rap all the songs. The A-sides and the B-sides. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, Jay-Z is putting out a project. Tell us more, Mark. Yeah, coming out with an album. Not album. Concert. To, um, to reopen, reopen um, Webster Hall, Webster which Hall, just closed yeah. down last yeah. year for renovations or something. Yeah. Um, B-sides concert. I'm all about the B-sides, which... Are all still hits, right? Like what? Are, what are B sides defined for the folks who might not know? <laughs> B sides are the non singles, mm-hmm. the non singles that they usually put out. So they usually have a bunch of singles, and then B sides are the non singles. The issue is Jay Z's non singles are still jams, <laughs> right? Hits. Right. 
like he he probably goes down to like C D sides to right. the ones that most fans might not know. But you probably know a lot of the B sides. Like um like we we spoke about before, but we listened to the Joe Budden podcast a lot, mm-hmm. and like they were having a conversation about the B sides from like the Black album, and everybody was like, "Is the lower B sides?" And everybody was like, "I don't think so, because that's a jam." But somehow, I think it is because it was not a single, mm-hmm. and it was like a lot of songs that weren't singles, but like a lot of people still know a lot of people still know them. So I guess they're B sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking on title right now, and there's a. Jay-Z B-Sides playlist and I'm looking at some of these songs I'm like these are B-Sides? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like Reservoir Dogs is a B-Side allegedly. Yeah. Friend or Foe is a B-Side. Um, What else is on here? Um, oh, where is it? I just was screaming. No Hook is a B-Side. Mm-hmm. Um, American Dreaming is a B-Side. All these songs I jam to. Right. All, I'm like, all, all the songs I jam to. I'm like, this is a B-side? Yes. Oh, my God. Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2 is a B-side. I'm like, okay. Because because his B-sides are still jam at all concerts. Right. He can have a B-sides concert that is hyper than most A-side concerts. Right. And we went, to, we went to his um, 444 concert, and he did do a compila- compilation of, like, his A-sides and his B-sides, and they all went up. Mm-hmm. All of them. Like, that was a, a very lit concert, I have to say. Like, they were mentioning that um, public service announcement is a B-side. I was like, all right, now, now we're just... We're just we're That's just not a B-side. Stop it, guys. <laughs> we're throwing everything out. <laughs> Stop it now. That's not a B-side. These I can see the how ones. it would be, because it's an interlude. Right. But th- that you can't you can't intro with your B-side. You don't intro your concert with a B-side. That's not, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is it really a B-side if that's the opener to the concert? If everybody knows that song? And everybody knows it? People who don't even know Jay-Z know that song? Yeah. Yeah, so that's... that's <laughs> uh, of course, the B-sides tickets are already sold out for the yeah. for the Webster Hall. So I guess we'll just have to find out from the internet like, what the what the set list was and figure out what he had on there as a, as a B-side. So what I need y'all to do is to let your friends know about this podcast so people, we can, we can get some, some clout. So at the next concert, you can be like, hey... What up, someone from Rock Nation? <laughs> Get us some tickets. Tickets, please. Please. Please, We sir. want some tickets. May we have so, some tickets, sir? So tell your friends. Tell please. your friends. Tell them we, we need tickets. We want we want Rock Nation tickets, please. Please, sir. Please. Please. <laughs> please. So, yeah, I can't wait to see um, what the reviews are about that and what's on the set list and how people feel. And, you know, if he's doing one in another, like, close by city, I'm willing to take the trip. Yeah, like, I, I think that... um. I always say this. Jay-Z is a underrated lyricist. Mm-hmm. I know people will say he's overrated an artist. I don't think he's overrated an artist, but I think he's an underrated lyricist mm-hmm. and an underrated humanitarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he does. His lyrics are phenomenal to me. I, For many years, like, I would hear an album the first time, and I was like, okay, it's all right. Then if I really, like, deep into it, I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> this Bars. album, it's fly. Bars. <laughs> So I I think that um he's an underrated lyricist because mm-hmm. people don't usually put him in into the top lyricist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's an underrated humanitarian because he does a lot for a lot of people, and people keep trying to throw dirt on his name, <laughs> but he does mad enough for mad people all the time. Yes, as I said, Mark is a stand. Don't talk crazy about Jay Z to him. He's not having any of it. You can catch these hands. These holy hands. Yes. Holy hands. Yes. 
Um, so, um, speaking of like music, since that's kind of like the vibe we've been on for a little bit, um, this week's music spotlight, um, it's going to be, um, an artist by the name of Major. He's an R&B slash soul singer. Some of you might know him from the song, This Is Why I Love You. Um, it came out, I believe, in 2016, late 2016, early 2017, I want to say, um, it came out. Um, we actually got to hear him sing live. Um, Mark's younger cousin got married uh, that year, and um, her husband uh, knows him. Her now husband knows last him. Year, right? no, what no, year is this? It's it 2018. It was 2017, the wedding. Because I was pregnant, that's yeah, what I remember. Right, right. Um, so his hus- her husband knows um, Major. I think they go to the same church because they live out in California or whatever. And he, so he went to Berkeley. Major. And he went to yeah. So they know each other somehow. I don't know, but they know each other. And so he came and performed. Um, this is why I love you at their wedding. As um, Mark's cousin walked down the aisle, the man can sing. Okay, vocals flawless. Every note was hits. He has the bars. Perfection, perfection. I have, I have nothing to complain about. That man sings down, and so he has um, two albums out. Um, he put out um, the first one. I think is called I N Major. Yeah. Um, and it's got this is why I love you on there. It's got like a couple of other bops. I'm trying to pull up the track listing right now, so I can um, see the whole thing. Um, yeah, the I N Major came that, that, out. That was, that was an EP though. That was the EP. That was, was, EP? That was in the full major. The, the album actually came comes out in twenty eighteen, but that was an EP. I am major. I am major. It was a deliver. It was a delicious EP. Whatever it was. Yeah. It was just I two like singles it. and two music videos. No, this this I am major. This right here. This is what you're looking at. Yeah. Okay. I, thought yeah. Was, I heard it was an EP. Oh, it, I, I call I considered it an album, but he's got some really nice songs um, on there. Um, Serendipity with Jade Nova. If you don't know who Jade Nova is, she's like uh, she has a YouTube channel. Like she impersonates Beyonce a lot. She does Beyonce's like speaking voice like down pat, but her singing voice is actually amazing. Like I love to hear her sing. So he has a song on there called Serendipity with her. Um, he has a song on the album with Molly Music, who we've mentioned before and who we'll probably talk about with, again, called Hit the Road. It's a whole vibe. Like, the whole album is really a vibe. I can play the whole thing front to back. He even has a song on there with um, Kevin McCall. He's a woman beater, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Actually, it's, it's not an EP. It's too long. It okay. M- it might just be a um, mixtape then. Because like, yeah. they said his debut album came out last year. That's what I'm, that's what I'm making that statement. Last year. That's what I'm saying. Which is what, even more? Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. It might just be his mixtape because they're saying his debut album came out. That's confusing because I thought the other one was his debut album, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is, he put out. It's, it's still fly. He's he still he he's puts out he puts out great projects. Um, he put out Honest. That was the other song he had out recently. Now he also has um, Love Me Ole with um, him and Kaz. That's mm-hmm. also um, a pretty good one. And Mark um, was bumping Street Lights earlier today. Um, his he just has he just has really good like soulful music, and I think he grew up in church, so there's like a little bit of that like mindset, like mindset he, and sound in his music. So. Yeah, sound, but he also like speaks about um different church things. Yeah, and his own music also. Yeah, like we he's great. Well, faith, not church things. Faith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's really really awesome. And if you see him like, I think there was a he performed at like a Soul Train Awards or something like that. Um, a couple years back, and like Patty LaBelle was standing hard for him, and you know he's just he's just like he seems like a really 
good, just down-to-earth, normal individual who just happens to put out really great music. He's very vocally gifted. Um, he can run the scales. He can hit notes that I'm just like, kudos, sir. Mm-hmm. Kudos. And I'm a soprano. Um, and he'd he be hitting notes. I'd be like, I don't even know where to search to find what you just did. I can't, we're, I can't get, notes. I can't get my vocal cords to do what you just did, but you know, kudos. He, he's amazing. I haven't heard a song from him yet that I don't like. And, um, he gives a great performance. Like I've seen videos of him performing places and stuff like that. And he just, it looks like he gives a great performance. He's really into music and not just like vocal, but into like the instruments and stuff like that too. So, um, if you're looking for some new music to listen to this week, something that's, you know, you know, vocal beastie, but, you know, still also chill and giving you like a nice kind of rock vibe to get through um, the day, your train ride, the work, be whatever it is. Check out Major. Yeah. Um, that's his real first name also. His real, I looked him up like, oh, he has like his, another name. No, his his name actual is name is Major. That's yeah. the name his mama named him. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, I would definitely recommend checking him out if you're looking for some new like R&B, soul, love, good feeling kind of music. Word. Word. Um, the last thing we want to do is do our T-tips. Yes, T-tips. So t- once again, we are the co-owners of the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing LLC. Um, it is a marketing consultant agency where we try to help creatives understand business. And every um, episode, we're going to now um, introduce T-tips, which is which are tips that we try to post every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I talk about one of the previous ones and try to elaborate a little bit on them. Um, the T-tips that we're going to talk about this time is called Don't Complain, Update Your Marketing. It says, don't forget how to be a customer after you become a business owner. Remember, getting business is a numbers game. If you feel you are not getting enough support, don't complain. Expand your audience. It is time to extend your reach outward. The building grind doesn't stop. It just changes. Um, the reason why I, I um, this status makes sense because a lot of times you have people complaining online saying, uh, people don't support me and everything. If you're not getting the support you need, you need to just update your marketing. That's all it is. Um, why why do you buy things? Think about that. Why do you purchase things? Do you just purchase things just because it's there? Or do you purchase things for a reason? There's a reason behind it. Whether it's the feeling you get when you buy something, you the the connection you have to the person who is um selling it, what kind of message is being shown in the product? Um, how can it help you in your daily life? What is the value on the product? Like these are the things you have to think about. Um, they always say like I've I've seen things where saying like uh black people don't support black businesses and I don't I don't I don't like that statement because I'm a black person who supports black businesses. There are black people who support black businesses. Um, and I don't understand why you're trying to complain yourself into profits. <laughs> <laughs> complain yourself into profits. My <laughs> Complaining about. How people don't support you is not how you get support. That's not. I'm not going to pity give you money. Right. And that's why Wale is where Wale is at. <laughs> just so we can do a little full circle. Yes. He complains all the time about people don't support my music. They don't. 
I don't want to support a complainer. That's boring. It's okay. annoying. I don't want to because if I'm supporting you, why is the support that I'm giving you not something that you're appreciative of? If you're complaining all the time, it makes me feel as a supporter that is actually trying to like see you do well that my support doesn't matter. You're worried about something else. Yeah. Outside of that. And it's just like you should be appreciative appreciative, I'm sorry, of the support you already have. Like why are you over here crying? Yeah. Nobody likes a complainer. Appreciate the support you have and just keep grinding. Right. The grind is hard. It is. The grind to get to where you need to get to is hard. Don't just expect people to support just because you are you. That's not how it works. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> That's not how support works. Um, it takes time. People need to have the right money at the right time. People need to have the right abi- right availability at the right time. It just things have to line like for you to get support from somebody. Things have to line up in the right way. Right. People are not just going to support you because you black. I'm black. I'll give you money. That's not how it works. Sure isn't. <laughs> it's never how it works. Sure isn't. All right. Um, so just you have to grind. You have to grind to make it to where you want to get to. And that's whatever you are. If you are a song, if you um, if you sing, you need to go around to open mics. You need to sing around. People need to know who you are. People are not going to just book you just because you say you sing. There's a lot of people who know how to sing or who say they know how to sing and they sing terrible. Also that. Also that. <laughs> so, no shade. So like, I'm not going to just book you just because. You need to get your name out there. You need to just keep grinding. The grind is hard. It is frustrating. But when you keep grinding, the opportunities will come. But you have to keep grinding. As soon as you stop, you're actually just putting a pause on your blessing. (laughs) So just keep moving forward. Right. Just keep going forward. Be like Jesus. Jesus went on the cross to die, and he wasn't doing all that whining. He just did it. So such a weird parallel. (laughs) I'm just saying. I just thought about it because it's like Easter. Easter season. Happy Resurrection Sunday, everybody, by the way. Yes. You're listening to this on a Tuesday, but we're recording on Sunday. So happy Resurrection Sunday and all that jazz. Yeah. Like, just kind of be like Jesus. Um, Don't do all that complaining. Just do do what you're supposed to do. Just do the work. Just do the work because nobody has time. Nobody has time. Complaining is annoying. So. Work. Yeah. Only children can really do it and, like, not, like, tap dance on our nerves like that adults it's just not cute so just don't do it um yeah so this week in random uh on the docket um notre dame so notre dame i should say um so as most of you know if you follow the news um the the famous cathedral um in paris notre dame um caught on fire last week uh didn't burn all the way down thank god um but I don't know if I'm disconnected in some way or something is wrong with me. But my emotional reaction to hearing that it was burning down was, oh, that was all I had. People around me were like, oh, my God, this is so sad. This is a tragedy. It's burning. I was just like, mm, OK, I didn't I didn't see it. Um, I was like, oh, like, I think I kept watching the news coverage looking for someone to tell me that, um people had died or there was some injuries or something but like all this outpouring of grief over a, a physical building burning i was just like okay but what about them three churches in louisiana that had got burned down by that guy where was the outpouring of of distress then like it was real it was majorly quiet for that according to my facebook timeline um so i kind of felt like is something wrong with me because my overall reaction to the thing burning down like oh that's sad Not and then 
It's a building. It's a building. And then the fact that like immediately like there were all these like people offering to like put up money to rebuild it. And like I just saw they had a benefit concert in Paris yesterday to raise funds. So I'm just like, so what was all of this like weeping and wailing and falling out about? Like I just didn't get it. Like I understand that it's like a historical um, site and that it um, it's a big deal to the Catholic church and their whole situation and blah, 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 blah. But just like the way people were like in tears or almost in tears about it was perplexing to me. Yeah. If if you're, if you're like historical landmark, I understand that, but it's a building. Your church is always, has always been and always will be the people. Right. Right. It's never, it's not just the building. Like, would I be sad if my church burned down tomorrow? Yes, I would be. I would be sad that that building that has so much history and means so much to our congregation um, were to burn down. I would be sad about that. However, you know, if no one died, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Church has always been the people. Right. It has always been the people. It, the building is just a place where the people gather. Like, we can gather anyway. Anywhere. It doesn't have to be inside that physical building. But, like, I, I just I just felt like people around me were just losing it, and I was just kind of like, oh, all right, I mean, I guess. Like, I did not have the same, like, guttural emotional reaction and I felt like maybe maybe something's wrong with me maybe I've got issues right. which is like you know possible because you know I'm human and whatnot um yeah um what else did I want to talk about this week so um I was reading something recently about I saw it today actually Something that weirded me out a little bit. So, like, this woman posted a, twi- a thread on Twitter about how she was taking the flight and instead of scanning her boarding pass um, to get onto the plane, they did some biometric scanning of her face and the gate opened. And she was like, well, how, where y'all got my face from? Like, how do you know? And that, that makes me a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Because I'm taking this class um, online about, like, technology and um, how ethical some of the technology that exists is. And I just, it's it's scary. But it's like, when you think about all, like, we've been, like, slowly delving into this facial recognition stuff for a long time with, like, the phones and all that stuff. So, I mean, and we have our faces on our ID and on our passport and stuff like that. So, it's really not that hard to generate a database of people's faces, but it still freaks me out just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Um, another thing I saw this weekend that made me laugh, this week that made me laugh, um, I saw a meme on the internet and it said um, something like, let me see if I can find it. Uh, let me see, where is it? Uh, it was something about waking up when you grow up in a Christian home and it's too quiet for five minutes and you're worried you missed the rapture. <laughs> that made me laugh because I, I'm i an adult and I feel that way when it gets too quiet and I can't. Like the other day, yesterday, we, I was getting ready to walk out of the house and I'm pretty sure I saw Mark go outside the front door to the car. But I opened the door and I looked out to the car and Mark was not in the car. I turned back around Looked around, did not see him. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, where did Mark go? It's mad quiet right there. I, I was so scared. I was like, did the rapture happen? And Mark went and I didn't go. 
I would be very upset about this. I'm like, so Mark is gone. He's living his best life in the skies. I'm out here just like trying to figure out what to do. Now I got to figure out how to drive the car and get wherever I'm supposed to go. This is just too much. I got really scared. And then it turned out that Mark was sitting in the dark in the living room just like watching me panic and gleefully laughing at me. But, you know, it's fine. You looked at me like you weren't gleefully laughing at me. That's not what was happening. Um, Just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Whatever. I, I did not like I did not like the feeling at all. But it's a real feeling because I don't know if any of you like grew up in church or ever went to church camp. But like if you ever saw those left behind movies, Scarred for Life. They should never show those things to children. They really shouldn't. Like, I remember leaving that camp when I was a kid, like, frightened. Like, every time it got too quiet, I was like, the rapture didn't came. I got left behind. It's about to be crazy. And, uh, yeah, that's no way to live. It's no way to live. So I'm just, I'm just not going to be that girl anymore. Um, what else do you have on your, on your mind? Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think that's, that's mostly that's it. it. Finally, guys, uh, Game of Thrones came back last week. I hope you watched the first episode. It's lit. My goal in life is to be like Bran, waiting for people at the door. Because uh, he was just out there like, hey, hey, friend, how you doing? And I lived for it. I can't wait to see episode two. I am super, super excited. Um, I think this week's episode is supposed to be like an 80-minute one or something like that. Either way, I'm prepared. I'm ready willing and able to um, get my whole life on Team Game of Thrones uh, this week. Um, I don't understand why they felt that they needed to only make it like six episodes this season. I just I just need them to be consistent about like these seasons because it's just it's stressful. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what y'all giving me like just it's six episodes this season, seven this one. Like just guys, guys, come on, come on, come on. Give me something. Give me something. But yeah. I am excited to see how this all ends. I am invested in the story. Um, I used to be one of the people that was like, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't know what's going on with that. And then I went on maternity leave and spent some time watching it and was like, oh, this is cool. I like it. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I've, I'm anti-Game of Thrones. I think I just, I just don't have time <laughs> to watch it. I think my time is just, just bad. Like, I... I I would like to take time and do it, but I like hearing about it makes you realize there's a lot going on and I have to take the time to do that. Like I can't just like watch it and do other things at the same time in which I would have to do. Right. So when I have time to sit and really ingest it (laughs) and take time to do that, then I will. It's just right now I have, I don't have the time to do that. Yeah. Like last week's episode, Mark definitely sat next to me the whole time and was on his computer. He wasn't paying attention to anything that happened in the episode. If you were to be quizzed right now on the episode, you would have no answers for me because you don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Exactly. And, but I do agree with you, though. Game of Thrones is one of those where you got to kind of like pay attention because I think I watched the first three seasons all in like two or three days. And I think I had to stop because I was just like, there are too many characters. There are too many storylines. I'm also trying to keep a small human alive. I just could not give it the focus that I needed to give it. But I went back and watched some of the um, other episodes in anticipation of last week's premiere. And I am ready. Mm-hmm. I am prepared. I am invested in the storyline. Um, if you've never watched it before and you want to watch it, I will say this. Um, be prepared to dedicate some focus. This is not a show you can kind of watch as background noise. You have to pay attention to everything because everything matters. Um, and also don't get attached to characters. Um, 
speaking of shows, because, you know, I'm big on TV. Um, what's her name? Being Mary Jane series finale is happening this week. I thought it happened last week and I was in a panic. I was like, oh, my God, I missed it. Oh, I was stressed. But um, I have since discovered that it's actually coming on this week. So I won't miss it. So I'm actually very excited to see how that story ends. Because, like, Mary Jane is a hot mess. And then the way the last season ended, I was like, so y'all just going to leave us like that? Y'all going to cancel the show? We're not going to get no wrap up. So, you know, because they do that sometimes with the black shows. Because don't nobody know what happened with Moesha. Um, don't nobody know what happened with Girlfriend. Like, there was no real wrap up. They just was like, and the show's a dub. So, yeah. um <laughs> There's some shows that we still waiting for, like the music videos that the rappers put out, but to be continued, and they still ain't continued nothing. We don't know how that story ended. Like, I'm really mad about that. Like, I know we're supposed to be ending, but like, I just have to get this off my chest. Um, <laughs> the Rock Boys video, Jay Z. I love that video. I love that song. The video ends with to be continued. Somebody got shot. It's been like 10 years. I don't know who got shot. I still want to know. You, you have to let that go. No, I want to know. <laughs> It's so stressful for me because I don't know what happened and they didn't continue it. There's a lot of videos from like the 2000s that was to be continued and like nobody knows what happened. They never continued it. The storyline is unresolved and I'm a little bit stressed out about it, but I'm glad <laughs> that they're resolving the being, being Mary Jane storyline so I can I can be at peace with that whole situation. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's basically all that we had on our docket for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you share our podcast with your friends. Remember to follow us on social media, All Love No Fear PCAST, All Love No Fear Podcast. We're on Spotify. Uh, what's that other thing? SoundCloud, Apple Music slash iTunes. I don't know which is which, but we on the Apple platforms. Um, where else are we, my dear? We are on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud for now. <laughs> Google Play Music. Yes, Google Play Music. And we're also on Instagram, Facebook page. Um, and you can listen to it on our website. On our love, website, yeah. All of no fear com. Yep. If you have any questions, any topics, anything you want us to discuss, if you want to say what up, how you all feel, you want to do any of that. Preferably not like that, but okay. You can say it like that. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want it. Just email us at allovenofearpcast at gmail.com. So with the cast, like the way you said it, is it like more than one A? Like you said, cast. cast. So like, cast. So how many A's is that? Say it again. I'm not gonna say it again. I try to maintain an atmosphere of professionalism and accuracy here, and it is not respected. My feelings are very hurt by this, but I'm gonna move on. It's fine. I'll figure out the A's. Yeah, we yeah. apologize for that sound. Also, my computers. Oh, I was like, what is that? Yeah, okay. that was, that was weird. Yeah, right. maybe um, we'll edit that out. Maybe we won't. Um, that's how you got it. Content people. Content <laughs> people bring, bring great content. <laughs> Showing how real this is with, with the mess ups. I cannot. Showing, showing the real. The real? The, the real? real. Okay, that's that's fine. You carry on with that, good sir. <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. Yes, let's do that. Thank you so much again for listening. We hope you enjoy, and we will catch up with you next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about. But we, we, we will be here, God willing, next week to give you some more of our insights and feelings about the things that are happening out here in these streets. Until we meet again, we bid you adieu. Peace.